1: Welcome in, everybody, to the Chain Clinkers Disc Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Quinn Ferris, and today we have got another Patreon roundtable episode. We've got some hot and spicy topics we're going to be talking about on this episode. We are going to be getting a recap and goals of what we want to accomplish this offseason and how we can better our disc golf games, as well as we're talking about UDisc updates and what this means for you, the disc golfer, but also what this could mean for the sport of disc golf and maybe the... These ratings will overtake the PDGA ratings. We'll get all into all that and more in just a few moments. Alrighty, everyone, welcome into the Chain Clinkers Disc Golf Podcast. We've got a fantastic group of gentlemen with us here tonight. We've got Brandon, John, and Brian joining us on the podcast over on the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Chain Clinkers. And today, like I said in the intro, we're going to kick things off by talking about this offseason what are some things we want to achieve what are some goals and how we can make this offseason the best one yet before we get into it let's just see how everybody's doing tonight let's start with brandon how are we doing tonight man
0: doing good just taking it easy today had a day off from work go back tomorrow isn't the midday or sorry midweek
1: day off the best day to have a day off I scheduled it to take it off.
0: I needed a day in the middle of the week this week. Are you? What do you got going on at work? Uh, just it's just been really like, it's either been super slow or extremely busy. And uh, I've got a wedding that I'm going to on Saturday, so had to make sure stuff was clean for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, John, how are you doing tonight, man?
1: doing good
2: got uh six days to christmas break in my teacher world so that's kind of cool uh the weather has actually been really decent up here in minnesota I, we talked previous and pre, prior to coming on so the weather's been good so i've actually been able to get out and throw a little bit before the winter snow kind of comes so do you still Free go guys. out
1: even after that snow comes in
2: uh, we'll see how this year's snow goes. Last year, I tried and one round, and I pretty that's much gave fair. up.
1: <laughs> so uh, we get snow in Kansas and Iowa and Missouri, but definitely not to the degree that you get in Minnesota. When it snows that first time and it's that real thick boy snow, do you? Is it just way of life that that's going to be there? It's not going to melt until March.
2: Pretty much. It's that's and that's not bad to play in. It's it's the it's like when you start getting like really deep thick and then like the freeze thaw uh-huh. where you get like crunky snow that you like sink into and stuff. That's that's nasty to play in. It's actually kinda of fun to play around in like fresh, like powdery kind of snow. Like, but after a while it just gets like it just gets really like
1: Cumbersome yeah, to for along. sure. I definitely think if any of you out there are playing in the snow, let's just skip out on the tee pads and go in front of them. Like, especially if they're going to be icy, it genuinely is just not worth it. You're asking for a torn ACL or or something bad to happen to you. Fall, bust your butt, whatever it is. Brian, how are we doing tonight?
3: Doing good, doing good.
1: Weather's been yep. good in uh, a... Missouri, hasn't it? Yeah. Heck yeah.
3: yeah. It's been amazing. Uh, got out tonight. I um, this fall I helped uh, with uh, assistance from a uh, uh, amazing person at the Columbia VA. We helped stand up a veterans uh, outreach program for disc golf. So, oh wow! We, uh, with the support of the uh, Mid Missouri uh, disc golf community providing a bunch of, uh, equipment and stuff to make it happen. Been able to get, uh, veterans out every Wednesday evening and play around the disc golf and grow the sport and show them the perks that I've learned from, uh, disc golf and being a veteran myself. So.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. How many individuals come out to that?
3: Uh, we get between two and four every week.
1: Nice. I mean, that's pretty good size. Uh, that's awesome, man.
3: And they, and we send them home with a bag uh, with some starter disc in it, so they uh, they have those to sit and throw around at home, and then come back out each week and and throw and just you know get away from life and and be active and and camaraderie bring back you know everybody to their military roots, which has been really good.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. How has the scene in your neck of the woods changed over the last year? Are you seeing a lot more leagues in your area, more organized events? How, how has it changed for you?
3: I feel like the, uh, the events, we've had more people step up as TDs in mid-Missouri, which has been nice. Um, when I first started playing in 2021, we you know, have to drive to St. Louis for most of the tournaments. And now I only have to drive like 20 to 30 minutes at most away uh, has been helpful. Even uh, our newest uh, store here in the Jefferson City area, HOB Disc, um, has been able to do uh, c leak or C-Tiers um, once a month uh, when he's not had to battle all the other disc golf uh, events going on around the area because of the growth. So it's been really good, though.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So, what has your uh, personal disc golf life looked like outside of um, kind of running this league and helping with that? What else have you been doing this off season, and maybe what are some things you want to continue to accomplish? Yeah.
3: So, um, since Lifestone in August, uh, disc golf has been very successful, and uh, for me, I've had been able to play multiple a tiers since august um and grown a lot with that my rating every month has gone up uh i started the year at seven 775 and yesterday topped out um at a new uh personal best 793 rating so getting close to 800 uh bef- and coolest thing uh, i've got three victories under my belt wow. since october yeah to include uh, that snowstorm that moved through uh, Thanksgiving weekend through Kansas, uh, I played in the uh, Black Friday tournament in uh, Col- or Fort Collins out in Colorado, and it was four or five inches of snow already on the ground before the tournament started, and uh, walked away with a victory there and just won uh, Hobby Hill over in uh, a tournament over in Kansas City on uh, Sunday. So
1: That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Way to go! Yeah, that's definitely something. What was what was the hardest point uh, during any of those victories? Did you have any moment, uh, maybe over the back nine, where you were like, "Oh my gosh, I might win this," and then like could not play the same because you were in your head and But what, how'd that go? Yeah, break that down. The uh,
3: my first win was uh, so these are these are my first three wins ever uh, and sanctioned tournament and my first one in Oct- the end of october was my my local league that or local club that i'm part of jeff city disc golf club shout out there uh but uh we uh we had holtz hollows which is my home course uh and first round uh, i finished six over and was two strokes ahead of uh, second place second round about six holes in uh temperature dropped about 10 degrees and put about 40 42 degrees out and then a rain a heavy rain moved in at that point and it rained the whole rest of the tournament so struggled got to the uh final hole and found out the guy that i was that was behind me in second place him and i were tied going into the last hole and he teed off first i watched him uh pull pull his shot Right, so I went off and just took a calm shot, laid it up the center, and walked away. Uh, got it up there with uh, had an upshot or sorry, circle two putt for for birdie, and I was like, no, nope, I'm gonna lay it up there and just take an easy tap in for par. And he was putting for five at that point, and sadly, uh, or yeah, he was putting for five and wound up taking a seven. Um, wow. So, so yeah, so. It, it was a lot of just just keep playing your game that's all I kept telling myself just keep playing you play the course like you know how to play and relax so
1: yeah that's a good attitude to have do you have any sponsorship announcements or any uh yeah I do. okay let's hear them
3: let me, uh, let's, let's drop some uh, some cool sponsorship. Shout out to the best socks in disc golf, T-Box Socks. Brought me back for a uh, second year. Uh, got some of these killer socks. I've been waiting, hoping we would have this before the end of the year so I could uh, do, the, do the announcement on here and not just do a Facebook post. Um, so, yep, T-Box Socks for another year. And Missouri Zone full-turn disc has brought me back for another season as well. Uh, love these discs. I've never, uh, never thought I'd be able to bag one brand, um, when I first started and bagging 95% of my disc in my bag being full turn makes, uh, I, I personally think makes you a better player because keeping consistency of a uh, plastic and, and product instead of having the yard sale that a lot of us typically have because we're, we we do not know what to throw or how to throw. So, yep. And hopefully if all goes right, uh, should be, uh, possibly being brought back, uh, as a a member of a bang and chains, uh, apparel company again. So shout out to those, those amazing sponsors that have helped me, uh, feel very successful in 2023 and hopefully I represented them proudly this year.
1: Awesome, man. That's, that's really cool. Congratulations on all of those. John, what about you? What have you been doing in disc golf this off season? What are you looking to accomplish? I know you've got a pretty hectic schedule with teaching. What What's your life kind of looked like?
2: Been getting out a little bit, uh, kind of, kind of just keep tweaking form, getting out a little bit. Not really tournament play stuff. Uh, still got the time for. It. Didn't even make our local like end of the year like bag tag league. It was just not not in the schedule for me. But um, sneaking out when I can. I've gotten to kind of. Bounced around, played a few courses. I actually played a course in Mason City, Iowa, because my wife's doing a travel nurse job there. So it actually, that actually, we talked about snow. I was down there in October, and it actually snowed. I think the one was so that was kind of fun. Um, had an interesting story because I wedged through a dirty duck pond to get a disc because um, <clears throat> I just couldn't lose it. So what well, waded, waded through dirty duck mud to get a disc. Uh, just been kind of like popping and throwing courses whenever I can. Um, working on little things here and there. Uh, Been getting out whenever I can, just kind of tweaking things. Uh, It's been kind of good, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Tweak my knee here and there, and of course that's my old man life, so have to then take it easy a little bit. But you know, then then just kind of working on what I can work on, and just of course keep keep adding to the uh, disc golf economic engine by buying more plastic than I ever would need. Um, But then also kind of having some good good things. I little girl little girl I met on the I was with her mom in a playground. I just. She's like, "What is that, mom?" And so I just gave her like one of my extra discs I had in my car. This is like I have so many discs. I'm like, "Here, just sounds like she wants to play, maybe." So here's a disc for her. So kind of just spread the love here and there, and uh, just do my the best I can to be a be a promoter of the sport and and uh, get more people. Yeah, that's about awesome. It.
1: Uh, first thing on that, did you end up getting that disc back from the pond? Were you successful?
2: Yeah, I. It, yeah i i so it's so so embarrassing because there's only like a 200 foot carry on this little water and i of course like i put it right into the one tree i couldn't hit up high um and the thing was right outside the reach of my of my disc golf grabber and i was like you gotta be kidding me and I, I, I played the rest of the round and was like, I, I forget about it. And then I was like, you know what? I got Crocs in the back of my car. And I think if I crawl in there, I knew it was going to be just filthy muddy. And I, I, I got to be honest. I mean, I grew up on a, my grandparents had a lake that was muddy. This is the worst thing I'd ever stuck in my life. It was so gross, so disgusting. Um, I, 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 I wiped my, I went to a nearby gas station um, shout out Brandon, Brandon probably knows Casey's pizza uh-huh. Casey's gas stations. Yes, sir, Iowa. yes sir. Um, I, I love my Casey's Casey's. There's my, there's my unofficial sponsor. Um, and I went to like the bathroom sink and like cleaned my feet off of the sink nearby. Cause I'm like, who knows what my, what's in that pond, but I got it back. Cause it was my, one of my favorite, like K one soft folks and got kind cast of Casoplast, And I was like, I want that disc back. Um, which is there's a cool little course in Mason City, Iowa, though. I, I highly recommend if anyone's in Mason City, Iowa. It's a cool little park course there. It's really beautiful. So you know, I'm I'm I yeah, like I said, I'm I'm I have money to spend on discs. I have plenty of discs, but I think that was the last podcast we had together it was like, what do you do for a disc to get your disc back? And I'd do almost anything yeah. to get my disc back. No, that's fair. Matter. I also
1: feel like with that yeah. kind of disc though. Uh, because Castaplast moving away from how they were producing their discs to then being under house of discs, like the plastic is going to change. So they are going to be different. So it's not like you can just go buy a different one. Like I've got one uh, DD3 in my bag that is uh, the Innova DD3 when Innova and Discmania were still together. And that disc I would do some questionable things for because I know I cannot get a replacement for it. Mm -hmm. that's awesome man so then uh did you when you were in that casey's did you get any pizza heck yeah oh
2: yeah just double double both bacon bacon breakfast slice and and uh uh sausage breakfast slice i feel
1: like if you can handle the grease on those puppies those pizzas are so good
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's, it's 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 a treat once in a while we don't i'm probably about there's one about an hour, hour and a half away from me up here in Minnesota. They go, they go a little bit up in Minnesota, but not too much. Um, but yeah, I've, I kind of grew up in southern Minnesota. Southern Minnesota that was closer, so we had a lot
0: more
1: cases. I've got cases like
0: two five there. minutes away from me. So
1: wow, yeah, that's awesome. One yeah. right
0: off the corner, it's and so- then about five minutes away.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of where my closest Casey's is. It's definitely not five minutes. I. <laughs> I think they're all on the west side of town and that would be like a 20-ish minute drive but uh, I, I, I mean I had some at work and I thought it was so good and I you know, I got one one morning for my wife and I and she's like this is the greasiest thing I think I've ever had in my life and like could not stomach it and I was like okay well this is fun I don't think we'll be doing this again but nonetheless it was very good I, anytime they show up at my workplace and I don't pay for it mm-hmm. I do have my fair share
0: if you get the, uh, you get the pepperoni, I recommend dabbing it with a napkin yeah. first.
1: <laughs> yeah. Big time. Big time. No. Um, okay, my, so then no. talk to me a little bit. <laughs>
3: you only live once, Brandon.
1: Yeah?
0: That is I true. eat it so often. It's...
1: Do you have that, that pizza much more or like a Domino's or Pizza Hut, Papa John's? What pizza do you have the most? So... Mod. <laughs> Yeah. The stuff I, I have about the
0: pizza. most is um Quick Trip. Not like the Okay. Quick Trip, Quick Star. Like there's another one that's literally Q t we call it QT. They yeah. Q T. Yeah. Yeah. The Q-T's. Some some areas have Quick Trip so, is like what Quick Star is in the Midwest. But uh yeah. QT pizza. There's one like right up the street from me. Huh. Okay. I'll place an order and by the time I get there it's ready. Okay. I eat that a lot. I get. We're giving the, a lot of gas
3: station shoutouts. Yeah, is that
1: know. so? You're saying you'd rather have that <laughs> pizza over a Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's, yeah. Casey's? Okay. John, what Easily. about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, if I had if I had a Casey's nearby, that's the pizza I would get ninety nine percent of the time, like for sure. Like for me, we don't we don't have one, so it's kind of like I mean, it's probably Hell Domino's yeah. up here is like the best cheap thing um which is really good i mean i think it's like underrated in a way for being such a cheap pizza but actually it's probably a lot more healthier than the case Fair. pizza. to be honest because yeah. <laughs> like it is just loaded with cheese and grease but whatever True. it's good for you Brian?
3: mod pizza this <laughs> the, the uh, Subway or jimmy john's of pizza where you can go in and just get everything you want on it huh
1: okay <laughs> I've heard of similar like companies like that, but I don't think we have one of those near here. Um, I will take my 10 seconds to say that I truly love Domino's. And if you work at a Domino's and are listening to this, please let's work out a deal because I will do advertisements for free pizza. Um, I'm very big. I try to tell everyone I work with (laughs) Domino's is the most economically friendly pizza you can get. And it is very good. Um. So, yeah. If you want to, you know, times are tough out here in the streets. So Domino's is the place to go for me. Um, you really cannot beat two two topping pizzas for six ninety nine each. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You want a specialty pizza? Three dollars more. Oh my god. Okay. I gotta stop talking about Domino's, or or I might uh, Domino's. <laughs> yeah, I might have to do something when we're done here. But okay, Brandon, talk to me. What's what's your uh, 2023
0: Q4 looked like? What is what is 2024 look like? Also, so finished off the year, just playing a couple small C tiers. Didn't do amazing at them. Uh, but I've been I set up a basket in my apartment. Got a little pole silencer for it uh just i've just been grinding on the putting recently that's been what's killing me for the last couple of years and those last tournaments i played i just couldn't land a putt so i've just been grinding out the putting uh occasionally i'll work on my form a little bit just because i'm basically starting it from scratch uh just going back to the basics the standstill and after the off season, i'll see what it's looking like and then for practice I might start taking a couple steps back and working into that more. But that's kind of what the rest of the off season look like is just putting and standstills pretty much.
1: Nice. Yeah, I genuinely believe the more putting you can do this time of year, you in March mm-hmm. and June are going to be thanking yourself. So that's awesome to hear.
0: And especially uh I finally have settled on a putter. I don't know for sure what plastic I'm gonna have it in yet. But uh, once again, I'm repping Lone Star for another year, uh, so I was playing around with some putters. I've kind of landed on the Benny. I got myself some Max Weight Bennies and the Delta One plastic, so they're a little softer. Uh, I might try some Delta Two just to get a little bit of a stiffer feel. Okay, but they've nice. been they've been going in pretty pretty nicely for me. They're a they're a somewhat glidey, lower profile putter. So they get a good amount of like pop off of the hand I get a I get a good carry towards the basket, yeah, so
1: being on Lone Star again, Lone Star has recently been in the media for uh approving a dog, I think to yeah. join their team yeah. or something along those lines can can you My comment coworker on, doesn't let me hear the end of that can you comment on the validity of your agreement with Lone Star, and what you what can you disclose that Lone Star gives you?
0: I mean, I don't know for sure what they want me to say. They've been on the
1: show. You can say anything.
0: That's That's fair. <clears throat> but what I tell people is, like, I get some free stuff. I get a discount. I'm an amateur disc golfer. I don't need much more than that. Like, I get what I I get what I need. I've got a buddy who runs a disc golf shop out of his garage, and so if I ever want discs, I'll ask him to order it, and I'll go over to his place and look at them. And so, do you have to throw exclusively Lone Star? You're not allowed to throw anything else. So Ranger team, you're allowed a ninety percent Lone Star bag. Uh, so you can have one or two other discs in your bag depending on the size of your bag um but they don't really want you advertising other discs obviously but i'm on the lieutenant team which is something for last year's ranger team to kind of like take a step up and what that is is it's uh i get a little bit more for my stuff i get and then uh the only like Thing that changes is they require you to have 100% Lone Star which I already did so that wasn't an issue for me <laughs> is there so I, can any, pro... oh.
1: uh, I was just going to ask is there any slot in your bag where you're like mm, I wish they had a disc for this or I wish this was updated or I wish I had a different mold or, or anything like that or do you feel like
0: you've been able to
1: field a pretty well rounded out bag
0: so I've kind of there's a couple slots where I'm like there's a little bit of a gap here, but uh, with distance drivers, I'm pretty pretty good with that. There's like one or, there's like one slot I need to fill, and that's just I need to try the starship the starship from Sacred Discs the Nico line. I just haven't had a chance to try it yet. Um, and then my mids. I'm pretty pretty settled on the Bearcat. Their most recent mid filled a gap that I needed. Uh, my putters, I've been I've been happy with like my putt and approach discs. Fairway slot, there's like one or two like nine speeds I want to fill in, but uh they have two coming out soon, the Wrangler and the Spur. I don't know for sure what the flight numbers are on those. Uh I think some of the team members have gotten like I know uh, Connor O'Reilly the most recent signing to Lone Star has thrown the both has thrown at least the Wrangler in his vlogs but I think some of the team members have gotten spurs and they've said they're a little bit more overstable than a Mad Cat which is kind of like that Thunderbird slot so I'm hoping I want to try that out and then hopefully the Wrangler is closer to like a straight PD or like an onyx type thing. Cause the mad cat just, it's closer to a Thunderbird than I'd want like that, like PD or onyx type of disc to do. So, okay. Yeah,
1: no, that makes sense. What, uh, do you have any other sponsorships
0: or any other announcements? uh i've got another shout out i'm not sponsored by them but uh my buddy ryan over at freak disc golf he hooks me up all the time i'll message him be like hey have you gotten any more lone star in if so can i come take a look because he lives like eight minutes away from me so i'll just he'll text me he'll be like hey you got some more lone star in i'll be like sweet i'll be there in 10.
1: nice so he, he hooks me go.
0: up nice okay um
1: I was just trying to see if I could find anyone who recently else signed with Lone Star. Um
0: I but I can't
1: I'm having Carter no time like a Carter Aarons Okay.
0: So the two yeah. I think if I remember correctly, the two like recent like from other companies being signed to Lone Star has been Carter Aarons and Connor O'Reilly.
1: Has Nico Both confirmed from trilogy. he's leaving?
0: Nico. Yeah. Um.
1: Or is I that just cryptic post. He just bought
3: 130 acres down in, yeah. uh, in Houston,
0: Texas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: To build a to build a new like championship course.
0: I think that's so what I that little like, like teaser staying. post was. Okay. I think that's okay. what that teaser post was because he says thank you to Lone Star oh. in that post. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming he is staying with Lone Star for another at least another year, yeah. Because he has his own line of discs now. I don't see him leaving anytime soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't have expected him to leave, but that cryptic post was a little weird. But like Brian said, that does kind of make sense, I guess, with the him getting that land to build a course, that 130 acres um, outside of Houston. Um, so probably that's what it was referring to. But yeah, he seemed like a Lone Star boy to me. So, um, okay, that's gonna be an exciting course to see when it gets built. Yes, agreed. And it's just nice that someone in disc golf has taken the time and the money and the energy and is getting some land and is hopefully going to be building something. You know, with the purpose of getting the DGPT to slide through. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a net good for
3: bring back the Silver Series DGPT. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I mean honestly, okay. Here's a hot take. I wasn't planning on saying this, but since he said silver series, I gotta oh, no. put this out there. Way to go, <laughs> Brian. Okay. okay, we need a, exist- the the silver series. If you, here's the thing, right? We have the major leagues, MLB. Okay, and then we have AAA, Double A, AA, Single A. It doesn't matter after that, right? For disc golf, if you have a pro tour card you should not be allowed to compete on the silver series the silver series should be for those who are trying to get on the pro tour and that is how you earn points to get a pro tour card and at the end of the year there is a cut at the pro tour level let's say i know this isn't let's say 75 okay if you're in the top 75 of players You keep a Pro Tour card. If you're below, we're going to give out 25 more cards, and that's for those who didn't make it last year, and those in the Silver Series can compete for getting a Pro Tour card that way. Or maybe you're off it, and then you go, you get deregulated to the Silver Series uh, in the top 25 in the Silver, get to move up. I don't know, something like that. I just think some sort of... Incentive to where the Silver Series we get to see this new young talent coming into disc golf because there's a ton of young folk and just new people in general coming to disc golf that we never get to have our eyes on. And I think it paves a way for them to get onto the Pro Tour, get seen, get some popularity before they get on there so they have a little bit of weight when it comes to contract negotiations. And also, who wants to see Ricky go win? A silver series for the millionth time. That's not exciting. That's not fun. I don't know. I know it's hot and spicy, but what are your thoughts?
3: I th- I mean I think sorry, John, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, you go. I I was I I can't with pot. I mean I, I listen basically to I mean, your podcast, Chain Clankers for sure. Um, but Brody, I listen to the uh, the Brody and Uli, Uli and then Foundation. One of those one of those they had they were talking about that that i think that is that's what they said the purpose is is they're trying to basically make the tour so that the silver series they said is like almost incentivized for the tour card players it's to go the play it's called the qualifying tour for this
0: next year the, so okay yeah
2: that that, that 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 those that's kind of the purpose that's kind of what they're trying to go to i think they're trying to slowly move that way um actually it's funny cuz they're they, Chandler Cream not Chandler Connor Riley was on the latest podcast with, with – uh, I think it was Big German was hosting one, and he was talking about how, like, he he barely got his tour card qualified. He was, like, yeah. towards the bottom because um, he didn't have the best season. And they're I think that's what they were talking about was, like, that that is the way it's going to, like, push, like you said, the new talent to come in and then, you know what? Certain guys, if you have a bad year, you may have to go down and win some more events. And that's what they said. They said that's why guys might want to go play over in Europe more because they might actually have an easier time of maintaining mm. their tour card if there's no less competition over there overall. Um, which why, this is why I said that, that's why it was big kind of hubba, hubbaloo when they said when they had scheduled Champions Cup or whatever, yeah. when they rescheduled, was it Champions Cup they rescheduled? They put it yeah. like in the middle of the schedule and it messed up like the, the European swing and people were mad because I think a lot of them had planned on going over there to like to get some easier points and to make some, some dough over there. So... I think it's a great idea. I think it, you make it makes a lot of sense. I mean, and they, you know it's going to happen soon. I mean, it's already happening. Like the young players are taking over. I mean, it's it's not going to be too long before there's going to be a pretty drastic shift in if, uh, the kind of those lower mid tier players are going to get kind of bounced out for newer younger talent pretty soon.
1: Brian's getting attacked over there. <laughs> that was
3: quite scary.
1: <laughs> Did that just fall off? Yeah. Okay, for such yeah, a Brian. I think one of Brian's discs just fell off onto him, or at least behind him, one or the other. It fell behind me. Um, wow. memento. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, and, and to go on what Shout you were out saying. To my
3: amazing wife who prints uh, 3D, di- 3D printed hangers for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. To go on to what you were Sorry. saying, John, I, I really think there's a lot of disc golfers out there who maybe we know their name, but. Honestly, do they have a chance at competing for a win? Do they have a chance at competing for a top 25? Probably not. And so the fan in me starts to ask the question, is it really worth that they have a Pro Tour card when we could see another 16-year-old who's popping off who could be the next big thing? Like, I would like to see more younger talent and have a a streamline for that younger talent because I think... Disc Golf has done fantastic from the 2020 boom, but how does Disc Golf stay sustainable for the next 10, 15, 25, 40, 50, 60 years? They've got to get that young talent in there and bring some life, bring some swagger, bring some enthusiasm to the game that could be lacking by having some perpetual 69th finishing players who go week in and week out. Brian, what are your thoughts?
3: Let's look at this past, this past season. Cole, uh, Radon and, uh, Ali Smith both were the hottest items out there whose names really weren't heard much the previous season. You know, their names were there, but they they blew up this year, uh, you know, taking some big tournaments. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that if you ask anybody, the silver series was supposed to be the, the minor leagues of disc golf. For the pro tour it's just the pro tour kind of incentivized the silver series by saying it's worth more points for the overall championship now so yeah i mean we had mid-america open i i got to be a part of of running mid-america open this year and it was amazing to be behind the scenes and we had some huge names come in this year um since it was a a, a short short jog from us to Lifestone the next week so we we pulled a lot of people in uh, to play um, but yeah it, you know it kind of kind of hurts to see so much of the tour get taken away you know you look at the schedule for the next year compared to this year there's nothing really from the the river over to the west. Unlike previous years, where you had everything out west all working its way back across the United States to work its way to the East Coast for uh, for the finals, so yeah,
0: yeah, Brandon, weigh in. Uh, I I just think the qualifying tour is something that is really going to help push the sport, just because there's like as we see like the pro tour field getting stronger. Just, like, there's so many people that, like, day in or day out, like, if they have, like, a good week, they could win. It doesn't mean they're going to win consistently. Like, we saw Emerson Keith take down a win. Cole Rodolin took down a win. Yeah, he was playing. Cole Rodolin was playing incredible this past year. I'll, like, I'll give him that. That was incredible. But Emerson Keith kind of came out of nowhere and won. Connor O'Reilly. I know I'm repping all Lone Star guys here, but just hear me out. (laughs) A couple years ago, his first first year he won a national tour. Like he has the ability to win. So like we see people like the whole way down that a good chunk of down the list that have uh tour cards. If they put it all together for a weekend, they have a chance to win. It's not like they don't, but there are some people that like that are a little bit lower down. That's like, okay, right now they just don't have everything quite put together. And so I feel like if we add that of like, hey, there's going to be a cut and we're going to bring 25 going with yours, like 75 stay who, and we'll bring in another 25. Like, I feel like that's going to incentivize players to get their crap together this offseason and come in to the next season hot and ready to go, just come off all gears firing. And then it's going to make those people in the qualifying tour realize like hey I can't just put one good year together and stay on tour if I qualify I need to put it together like all year round every year I can't just play a couple good tournaments and be done
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think what you get out of this is more competitive disc golf at the end of the day. Because that battle for 69th all of a sudden becomes a lot more important. If you get 70th, you lose your tour card this year. Like, you can't just give up on a weekend. You can't be like, well, first two rounds didn't go my way, so I guess I'm just going to quit on this weekend. Um, like you have to continue to to play, and there's I I've got a lot of names rolling through my head right now that I don't know if I want to put these people in a body bag, but do they continue deserve to be on pro tour? I mean, legitimately, how many guys out there realistically have a shot at winning every single week? Can we get to forty? I don't know. I think there's the top twenty-five, absolutely. Um, but we start getting into the – the anyone after 50 and later, probably you're not going to put it together and win um, considering what the field looks like. And I think having no silver series events for those with a tour card makes the tour events more important because all the big dogs are going to be there. Like what I don't want to see happen is like – tennis or ball golf where you'll see some of the big names just skip out on the event because they don't want to play this weekend um instead i think if we keep our i think if we keep the elite series on the i don't want to call it short but shorter end comparatively to what it is now you know i don't want to see us at 10 events i think if we stick with what we have now that's good and you would see the important players the top players in the game the people who are moving plastic you would see those folk at the event. And I think that's what's best for disc golf when we're thinking long-term, when we're thinking engaging the fans. Like I said, I might be crazy. I might be tweaking, but I'm thinking long-term. I'm thinking five years from now, how can we take disc golf to the next level? How can we get Adidas to come in and sponsor? How can we, you know, make it more competitive down the line? How, How can we get DGN to be streaming, you know, first card out on the day or whatever it is like all day streaming Um, I don't know, they're big bold ideas but so another big bold idea that then became reality was Udisc adding ratings to their platform which I think is one of the biggest changes in the disc golf landscape and one of the most important changes in the disc golf landscape. Um, Real quick I'll set the table by reading some of the updates that Udisc has recently put out Um, Like I had said just a second ago, they added ratings. So the way that it works is the U-Disc round ratings are powered by AI using a regression model that has been trained on millions of rounds scored with the app. Round ratings are based on holes and courses, not a field of tournament players. Absolutely love that. That is huge for me. Um, The scale is 1 to 300+. plus. Uh, providing benchmarks for everyone from beginners to pros. Round ratings are available on version eight, 18 of the app uh, and our U-Disc Pro benefit, which I think for those who are paying for U-Disc Pro, it's good. Like, it's another really good thing and just continues to be worthwhile. Um, I think the way it is set up, yes, here we go. 1 to 100 rating will be something for a beginner or early intermediate player. Um 101 to 200 is more experienced disc golfers will want to consistently break uh triple digits and aim for 200 201 to 300 plus or your elite performers will trend uh from 250 to 300 and ratings over 300 representing the kinds of performance legends are made of and so to me i think that's really really good like i really think um That is how we can move in a direction to get away from PDJ ratings. I think we've talked on here before that PDJ ratings are a bad thing and really don't tell you the truth of how you are as a disc golfer. For example, if you're playing at a Pro Tour event, um, Brian, let's take you, right? Ledgestone, if you, instead of playing in the division you played in, if you played in MPO, I guarantee you would have scored 100 points over what you scored is shooting the exact same round because the field is skewing your number. Whereas if you play in a C tier and you don't have a good pro field, you're going to have a worse rating. I've personal experience shot the same round, except difference of maybe two strokes between one of the better players in Wichita top five player in Wichita and, he was pissed that his round rating was like a nine forty or something like that. And here I'm like, Oh hell yeah, brother, you are nine forty, that's awesome. And so like it just kinda shows that like if he's really that much better than me, why why is that rating the same? And so I think it's important and a good thing that we've switched at least you disc has to um having these ratings individually. Um Brandon, what are your thoughts here?
0: I love it. Um just as somebody who like as of recently, I haven't been able to play as many tournaments just because my schedule hasn't allowed it. Anytime I go to play a casual round, I get to see like roughly like where that would sit for my average just by looking at rating wise, which is a really cool thing. Uh one thing that I I hope uh they manage to do is like say there's like bad weather or something like that, then I'm hoping that if there's like, if you have your location on or something like that, maybe this is something for the future. I don't know if I doubt it already does it, but maybe in the future they have it set up where it's like, if your location's on, it can see like what the weather's like in your area at the moment. So that way it can take that into consideration as well. Cause that would be something that would be really cool. Cause yes, PDGA brings in like the strength of field and all that but when you look at a pga rating it also tends to like skew a little bit if the weather's bad or if the weather's good it tends to skew where like okay you scored good your points are going to be a little bit lower as the same score in a rainy condition because everybody's points are going to be lower so it it i hope that sometime in the future they can get that figured out but even until then I love the new I love that new system. It's something I hope that we end up using instead of PGA rating in the future.
1: I feel like it doesn't explicitly like line by line say that the weather comes in and maybe I'm maybe I'm just not reading it right. my contact did almost just fall out. Um, so maybe I'm not reading everything correctly, but I think because it's based off AI and based off, all the different rounds, because, like, your round will say how windy it was. I don't... I I haven't played one in the rain in a long time, so I don't know if it knows that it's raining or not. Um... Maybe I don't have have you. Does does it say? Yeah. okay. let let me know, (laughs) because it does take into account wind, which I would think Mm -hmm. the A.I. is constantly learning, especially as more people are getting ratings and scores are coming in. So I think I like now it's probably still, you know, work in progress. But like you're saying, I think just naturally it's going to move in that direction, which is great, because like you Mm -hmm. said, I agree. get rid of pdga ratings and this is more legit this actually is telling you how good you are on that course compared to other players and it it signifies like when you shoot a five down at this course and you have a 250 rating boy howdy that was a fantastic round where if you shoot a five down at a putt and approach course and you have a you know a a 180 uh, okay that's good but it's really not that great it's not that special Uh, I think that's huge, and it just gives you data and knowledge. And like you said, you don't have to play a tournament now to get that feedback. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: The uh, UDIS just just does say it does record what the weather conditions were.
0: Okay, I didn't, I didn't know if it did or not. I haven't looked into it as much as Quentin for sure has.
3: I mean, just your normal,
0: true, yeah, just your normal, okay, thing, right? uh, Okay,
3: somewhere there you go. It does.
2: Yep, right here. Okay there's a there's a help there's a i was just browsing it too there is a thing that says like on their website though the the weather does not affect the actual right now okay and they 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 say they had to do that because of the fact that they can't tie it to just tournaments since since the weather could be so it's not there yet but i think brandon bank you made an awesome point that would be something hopefully future they could kind of figure that out um I, mean, I think cool. just
1: I think you're right. The more data they get, I mean, I trust the team. They'll they'll, they'll get it eventually. I'd hope.
3: I have uh yeah. read if you multiply your rating and then add 500, it'll give you a ballpark of what your PDGA rated round would be. And I'm noticing it's on average within 30 points. Multiply of, it by of how much? Accurate. So multiply by two and then add five hundred. Stand
1: by, I'm gonna do that. Someone can talk if they want.
0: That's about right for me. I want to see what mine <laughs> mine looks like too now.
1: Because I mean,
3: the tournament I just played on on uh, <laughs> Sunday, that's crazy. My round rating was 171. So multiply that by two is what three uh-huh. three forty, and add five hundred was uh, eight forty, and my True rated round
1: was an 848. So. Oh, let's go. That means I've shot a thousand rated round. Oh my gosh, I'm a god. <laughs> 1,026 if that's legit. Um, you know. I hey. didn't know Wichita had putt and approach courses. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one I play the most often. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. To be fair, it is a oh, god good round. One, it was like, good it one, Brian. Good 14. one. down 14. But that was, yeah, that was awesome, Brian. That was so good. Uh, you know, hey, even the bad can do good every now and then. So, you know, it's uh, you know, that, that's awesome.
2: Well, I mean, isn't isn't the benefit of it? I, mean, I, I don't know exactly how PGDA ratings are, are calculated, but some, nobody knows. have like <laughs> they're, they're more dependent on. They're more dependent on the other players at that current yeah. At yeah. time and place. This is a I think the the Udisc one has a better data collection method that it's 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 kind of it's similar but it's different cuz it's it's basically taking anyone at any point in the year that plays that course and that round rating that they that that score they shoot for that round regardless of par or anything and weather conditions of course and you have to they you do have to have um it's only courses that actually are smartly yeah. approved so the the Udisc course manager the what do you call them?
3: Course captain they, or something. The people
2: run the, that, yeah, they, they have to have one in and actually enter to make sure pin positions and, and distances and everything else is correct and difficulty of holes. But it, it just it seems like a better data collection method. Um, and right now I'm knee-deep in data collection because we're starting on some dissertation stuff. So it just seems like a better data collection method to say, we're not going to base it off of the competition. It's it's a rating it should be more based off of, how you're actually playing and that's what it sounds like i've really enjoyed it it's given it's given me more immediate feedback of like you know because i can i can go to a course and be like and plus the, the pars are never like the greatest in these courses but go like oh i i shot a my, my round rating so far have been like a 168 and like a 150 the two courses i've played that had round ratings able and i'm like that's probably about right for me because i'm i'm like between beginner and intermediate and it seems but it's also been kind of like motivating to be like oh this is a good score for me, but I also want to get better. Like I want to get to like that 200 because I don't play tournaments. And so it's hard for me to go to a tur- like. I got, I played one official tournament. I had my round, you know, scored. And as Quentin had w- went deep into the PDGA paying for the membership or not, I'm probably not going to pay for one in the near future. So to my financial um, detriment. So I'm like, no, uh, this is going to be awesome for me. I mean, I'd rather pay disks the money and because I'm going to use it more often. so. I
3: like it. I mean, I look at the PDGA. You know, it is exciting every t- the second Tuesday of every month to see where your ratings at and stuff. But at the same time, that rating is a field based. It's not a us based. I think we lost Q. So, we'll we'll run the show. Yep. Um, there Oh, there. <laughs> right? Oh, he's back. But uh, you cool. know, I think we. I think ratings are are not as rewarding because it's not what you scored against that course. It's what you scored against yeah. the Tiger Woods or the Rory McIlroy on that course type mentality yeah. of ball golf, mm-hmm. you know? You know, if I'm playing a tournament here in Missouri and Andrew Presnell shows up and plays that same tournament and we're playing the same tees he's going to tear that course up a lot quicker than I will tear that course up um, yeah. so you know it's it's a little I think if ratings are going to happen it needs to be against your division like if if we're not going to fix if they're not going to fix the ratings for PDGA to to be a different process then it needs to be what your division played on that course that day so that way your rating is based off of your competition and not the the overall tournament competition that gets randomly picked by the PDGA for that round
1: I'm jumping in now I uh, disappeared for those at home I lost my Wi-Fi, so I did miss out on the last two minutes of what was fantastic conversation that I will hear when I go back and edit but um, I just wanted to go back to what John had said about the data collection real quick in that I think that Udisc has such an advantage on data collection. They already did because they're getting rounds constantly. And so now I really think that with the ratings, it that data collection is a it's a more legit data point back to you the individual than a tournament round rating. Something else that I think is kind of big and this is something that I have found myself a few times thinking about was when you're playing a tournament at least for me at some point or another i'll be like oh my gosh how is this going to affect my rating what is my rating going to be like at some point the idea of rating comes into my head and so then that happened to me with this u-disc one and i think what it It did, and I was like, oh, wow, what's my U disc rating going to be? Oh, this is going to kill my U disc rating, blah, blah, blah. But what I think it does is it also numbs you to the rating impact, and you know what kind of a disc golfer you truly are when you're playing by yourself, when you're playing with friends, when you're playing in a tournament. Like, you have physical evidence of what rated disc golfer you are. So if you're normally a 180, and then you go – you start doing this more and more, you're not going to be thinking about your rating because it's just going to be something in the back of your head that you're not actively thinking on anymore, which I think would naturally improve your performance in tournaments because that's now not a mental strain because you're already used to being in an environment like that.
3: Well, I mean, I think we also need to quit worrying about our rating. You know, what's it as, as we all know, it's a, bless you. It's a, it's, a, it's a skewed system that needs to be fixed. And until it gets fixed, it shouldn't matter. Like, I mean, this year, yeah, my rating went up to 790. and almost got to 800 before the end of the season. But I don't really care about that as much as I care about... I went from almost giving up on disc golf in March after a bad tournament, just because it took me down, to taking my first win on that course in October. And walking away the last three months of the year with victories that I've never had yet uh, before in in disc golf. So you know, there's more successes out there than hey, my ratings a 900 on this course because nobody good played the tournament except me. You know, you
1: make a you really know, good point, so. Brian. Like I think also, <laughs> going on that more, I think the more that we think about disc golf in a landscape that is not just ratings based and. We get more to, I think, getting back to having fun is really big. I feel like on the amateur level, a lot of people are taking it way too serious. You're not Paul Macbeth. You're not fighting for millions of dollars. At best, you might be getting like a thousand bucks if you win this MPO tournament. But I'm talking about like the amateurs. I'm talking about the MA2 and the MA3 guys and gals out there who are taking it too seriously. Brother, chill. It's okay. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. Like, this is not the end of the world. If the worst part about your day is that you missed that putt on 13, then your day's going pretty well. Like, I really think if we mentally would take a step back and, and help understand that, we'd play more loose, we'd play more free, and I think our scores would get better and we'd have more fun out on the course.
3: Just smile more it's you're not doing anything but throwing disc with your with your buddies or new buddies if it's a tournament you've never and you don't know anybody on your card you know i've met more people that i've become really good friends with because and i look forward like when i see people Signing up for a tournament, and I see, you know, their names again on that. I'm like, cool, I get to see so and so that I haven't seen in a while, you know. Or when you go to a big tournament like at Ledstone, and somebody, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, dude, I haven't seen you since we played, you know, way over here like last year and stuff. So, yeah, just enjoy it. It's just getting out and being active, and we pay to play, you know.
1: Okay, well, we've been going for what, almost an hour ish now. I know we've got some. Uh, time limits coming up. So let's kind of close this thing out with uh, – and, John, I'll start with you. What is one disc you have not thrown yet in your disc golf career that you would like to try out, test, put in the bag, whatever it is? What do you got?
2: Yeah, You, you like, posed this question. I was like, I have no idea. Like, I, just, I buy so much stuff to try it out. But there was uh, – it was kind of two that came to mind. One was uh, the Rolo, just because I think it's kind of be interesting, unique kind of like the thought of thought of kind of throwing that kind of like that roller kind of disc. Um, that was that was one that kind of popped in my head right away. Fair. Um,
1: and maybe I, I forgot about I'll disc. ask this to oh, you too, the also. But yeah, maybe another go. question on top of that is, <laughs> what is one disc golf item yeah. you would want to receive this Christmas? Maybe that's a better question. fair
2: like nothing like it's ridiculous uh, it is it's like i i got I, i'm actually just i was just like like my christmas list i need to send out a christmas list to people I'm like i have no idea like i was like maybe get me some more grip fix belts like i don't know like i mean i buy so much junk um it's like i have i have almost everything i want for my bag and for accessories but um yeah i mean you can always, you know, it's always just fun just to have random new discs just to try out, you know, for for different reasons, um, and different plastics and different things. Oh, that I remember the one, uh, Strike, uh, by Marvel, slash Birdie. That's Marvel slash Birdie disc golf supply. Can't remember what it is, but um, I watch a lot of Bodanza disc golf stuff, so I keep throws that a lot. And I think it's kind of an interesting disc. That I don't really have, an, I don't really have that slot in my bag, so, um, kind of, kind of a little less. Less speed than the Athena, I think. I think it's a seven speed, like 702 or something. Something like that. Um, But yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, More more good answer, John. Good answer.
0: Brandon, what about you? So I know I mentioned it earlier, but I want to get an Alchemy Line Starship from Sacred Discs. Because currently, my distance drivers is basically Bayonets from Lone Star. And from what I've heard, the Starship is supposed to be, like, a less understable bayonet, which I would love, because that's something I I need. I don't really have one that, like, if I throw it on Heiser, I'm not going to really get, like, a big flip and some turn. Sometimes they might flip to flat and then just push. And then I want to try the Tumbleweed from Lone Star. Just nice, super understable 10-speed. Uh, I've never been... I was never really like a f- huge fan of rollers until I tried the Harrier, which is like a faster tumbleweed, basically. But I don't have a Harrier in my bag anymore, and I just didn't like the yeah. 12-speed rim for a roller. So maybe that 10-speed rim will feel better. Um,
1: can you confirm, are Starships meant to fly?
0: That is know. a good a answer problem. to that question. <laughs> But it's Con- <laughs> We've se- we've seen Connor yeah. O'Reilly throw one in one of his there vlogs. You go. so Good I'd answer, say, Brian. Yeah.
1: What about you?
3: A disc that'll make an ace for me, so I can finally get an ace. Um, <laughs> uh, the disc I haven't thrown yet that I've wanted to is the uh, I believe it's the ex- called the Expedition by uh, Full Turn. Uh, it's it, it's. Here and there, sometimes it'll, uh, they'll have some, and I always miss the chance. Um, hopefully this weekend, Full Turns helping put on a uh, tournament down in Joppa, Missouri that my buddies and I are going to go play uh, triples tournament at. Uh, so hopefully maybe they'll have one and I can pick, pick one up finally. But it's uh, –
1: nice. everybody raves about uh, it. I, just I never... have this disc, but I want to plug it. The Voss by Castaplas – I love that thing. It's pretty new to my bag. I got it from O2B Discs, uh, which you can use promo code chainclinkers to get free shipping. Uh, great time of year to be using that. Um, but it's like a – I don't know if saying their version of a Destroyer is the best way to describe it, but that's kind of how it feels. Maybe more grace, I think. It's like a 12.5 one, 2 I think. Um, have you, have you thrown that before, John?
2: Yeah, I, have I have, I have a couple of them. I haven't really got to throw a lot of them because I my, my knees have banged up, so I can't really have a full run up, but, um, I like the feel of it, uh, compared to, you know, they, they read it all. their like Graham and grim X, uh, to, to get obviously more competitive with the long distance ones, but I like the feel of it a lot. Um. I like, the, I like I've had it, I've thrown a little more on forehand. because yeah. I don't need as much run up for that. I really like it on the forehand as a distance driver. Um, it's pretty cool. And I'm not like a yeah. big body. Yeah. I'm not a it, 500 it, it, foot good thrower consistently.
1: But forehand, I feel like I can absolutely mash on the forehand because it has enough stability to where no matter how much you turn it over, it's going to come back. Um, and then same thing for backhand. Like, it's still not beat in so I'm not getting the flip and turnover, but I'm getting like the flip and ride and then the highs are at the end. I'm also biased toward it because I did hit an ace with it pretty recently and it was with two of my buddies who hardly ever play and it was just kinda one of those like very casual I just put it up in the air and on this dang basket I have hit the chain so many times. And the way it was it It was kind of going, and I was like, eh, it has a chance, probably not. And then it stuck it, and, like, the looks on their faces just made it all that much more worth it because they had, like, one of those buddies, I literally get him out to play with me maybe 12 times a year, and he's watched me put in two aces. I'm like, brother, you got to come out with me more. You are my guy. So, yeah. Okay, I'll shut up. I think this has been a fantastic episode. I love the discussion that we have on these. Hopefully you guys back home enjoyed this discussion as well. And maybe you'll be able to join us on the next one. Um, and you can do that over at patreon.com backslash Um Do you guys have any final words before we get out of here? Anything you guys would like to say?
3: Quentin, I just want to say congrats, man. You've been killing it on this podcast the past few years um it's been truly an honor and a pleasure to help support uh what chain clankers has done i learned more from your just quick tips that you drop out on instagram than i think some of the pros offer in their 10 15 minute videos so keep up killing it and thanks for uh for Thank putting this on every it's month very much for every couple months for us
2: Yeah, I'd say it's a similar thing. I mean, like you deserve the grippy for uh, best new podcast. I'd say newish podcasts uh, because I think there's. I've tried a lot of disc golf podcasts, and like there's a lot of good content coming out from from you and the tips and things that are.
1: You put Thank a lot sir. of work into. You your your team.
2: You guys are doing lots of great work.
1: Brandon, do you have anything you'd like to share? Hey. And. <laughs>
0: Go <laughs> check out Oh, this guy's a marketing guy. <laughs> try the, try the Bearcat awesome. and the Horny Toad. Try the Bearcat and the Horny Toad. Two of their newest releases.
3: I was gonna say go check out a uh, BP Disc Golf and Dad on Instagram, and and you can see uh, my amazing sponsors links: uh, Full Turn, Bang and Chains, and T Box Socks. And there's codes for all three to save this holiday season when you buy that disc special disc golfer or yourself
1: Outstanding. something nice. Well, thank you, for gentlemen, for joining me.
0: He had that. I could see
1: though, it in his sure. glasses, the reflection at the teleprompter he's got on his laptop. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is a blast. This is so much fun. There is uh, thank you guys for joining me, today. as always.
3: And Domino's, make sure you hit yes, the Clankers. The
1: line is open. I have called my local Domino's, and they do hang up after uh, about a minute and a half of listening to me blab. So uh, maybe someone at corporate, hit me up. If you guys enjoyed, leave a like rating, follow, subscribe, do all those things. TikTok, chain clankers, disc golf, hit it up. Instagram, you're going to get a ton of value out of that. I try to put up as much content as I possibly can to make you a better disc golfer. And we know if you follow, you will become a better disc golfer this off season, And you'll be dominating your buddies in 2024. That's all I've got on today's episode. Again, thank you to these three fine gentlemen for joining me. And we will see you guys next week.